Are you in or are you out? Are we in or are we out? These are questions we ask about our life's journey at times. We ask about our opportunities to participate in the larger society, our feelings about connection to group or people, relationships, a community. Are we in or are we out? A few weeks ago, I was in weather much warmer than outside here tonight. I was in Arizona, and I was doing a wedding. We were surrounded outdoors by a beautiful chuppah. There was an ebullient bride and groom standing there, both of them in the entertainment industry. I, I did his uh, bar mitzvah, and he asked me to come out to Scottsdale and be there. And the whole congregation, practically, they were all comedians. I felt a little personal pressure. But when the groom said to everyone, give it up for the rabbi, well, he just changed the whole sensibility. Well, my job is not to be a comedian, but as the misadair, the organizer of the wedding, to go through elements that we'd worked on together as a couple to bring in uh, the sensibility and the framework of Judaism and also the framework of contemporary connection that they, they wanted. And so we had a ketubah, the wedding contract that's so beautifully hand-cut. We made kiddush, using wine or juice, uh, grape juice, to priagafen, to sanctify. We said, can you believe they had me sing, Cantor? The Sheva Brachot, <laughs> the seven wedding blessings. And of course, what had to happen at the end, everyone? Breaking of the glass, followed by the bride and groom expressing their joy. It was so beautiful. But I left out one element of the ceremony. And sometimes that element is designed in, it has a moment of hesitation. It became an American custom something to say these words. Do you take her to be your spouse? Do you take him to be your spouse? Or whatever the, uh, the couple is. And sometimes there's that little hesitation before the person says, all right, <laughs> all right. And there's a ring exchange. Be consecrated unto me. But the forerunner to that do you take question wasn't really an American question only. Are you in or are you out question is found in this week's Parsha, Chaye Sarah. The Parsha contains some of the basic elements of what become Jewish wedding practices. It's amazing to see that in our contemporary life, we still do some of what they did, going all the way back to the Torah. Of course, the preamble of the story is that Avram's servant is sent to go find a wife for Isaac. We don't want to take on that task as contemporary parents, you guys. We want them to decide for themselves. And he goes and he comes upon this amazingly wonderful, beautiful, generous, kind woman. Rebecca, he runs a test. Will she offer water to me and then water my camels? And she does exactly that. 
And right there and then, he gives her a gift. He says, I'm here to find a wife for my master. And what does he give her? He gives her a ring. And it's actually a little different from our practice today. It's a nose ring. Uh, teenagers, take note. <laughs> and then he goes back and meets her family. And they have a feast, and they go through a whole process. And then at the very end, he asks the families, leave. Can I go back to my master with Rebecca? And they stop him. They say, even back then, first we must ask her reply, is she in or is she out? Do you guys know that? They make it clear that it's up to her, the woman, will Rebecca, who becomes the prophetess among our people, hear that call and answer yes. Now remember, Isaac's father Abraham also heard that call, Lech Lecha to count himself in, to go on the journey. And Rebecca understands the question being asked her is deeper. To me, she's the female equivalent of Abraham. Will she become a mother of Israel? And the family looks to her, and she says, I will go. And she goes all in. There's no taking Rebecca out of the situation. Once she's in, she's in. She's a leader and founder of the Jewish people. In fact, when she gets pregnant, the next Parsha, it's the first holy ultrasound. And she wants to know why are these beings struggling in my womb? And God tells her. No man makes the choice for her. She declares herself in. It's her identity. This past week, a little tumultuous, all the elections around the world, right? Brazil, our country, and in Israel. And Israel, which has a 120-seat uh, parliament, you have to have how many votes to run the country? 61 votes, right? Nobody in the history of the state has ever gotten 61 vote majority. Why? Because they're Jews. <laughs> and this time, barely getting a majority, barely getting the majority of votes because of certain things that happened. Um, Lilikud parties and its partners will come into power and leadership. But one partner who's come forward and brought others along represents an extremist expression of Judaism. And it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Will we pull them back to the mean or not when they have power? And one of the questions they've raised is wanting to say, well, maybe people should be out. They've suggested changing the law of return, which was established as the foundation of the state of Israel, to say that every person who meets this Jewish criteria can come to Israel and see it as a place of haven. Such an important reason for Israel's existence, this little tiny essential country that I love. And the rule around the identity of who's in or out wasn't around what in the rabbinic period became known as identity through the mother. In the biblical period before, it was through the father. But in this contemporary period, they said, we're going to use the Nuremberg Law. 
because we want anybody who would have been killed by the Nazis for identifying as a Jew to have a home in Israel. And those laws said if you had one Jewish grandparent, you're in the ovens. And we want to say they're in Eretz Yisrael, the promised land. And these folks have raised the idea, and it comes up now and then, of saying, well, we want to change that. And we also want to reject non-Orthodox conversions. Which, by the way, they include the modern Orthodox in the United States. I never met a group that wants to have everybody out of their party for some reason. But there they are. And the challenge we have to give back to them is that they can't do that. We've made a commitment. And we are all in this together. In Israel, have you been there, many of you? It's one of the most diverse countries of the world. You would be so proud to walk and see around and see all kinds of Jews of color, all kinds of people from different religions, people who've come with their families fleeing, fleeing uh, oppression in Eastern Europe, and they've come to be there. And when we do the studies of what the Israeli public believes, Something like 80% of the Israeli public does not support this attempt to change this perspective. They want us to be in. But to do so, we have to find our voice like Rebecca did, who didn't just stay silent. She was a Jewish leader and voice. She said, I am in, and we are on the journey together. And we too, have to have our voice raised again. And we have to communicate with the heads of the Federation. You need to call the Israeli consulate this week and say you heard this from Rabbi Jonathan and ask what gives and just leave a message. Call our friends at APAC, at J Street, at any of the Jewish Zionist organizations, NIF, all of them so important that we as our one Jewish people are in and we stand together and just like other groups across the world have to push back against the extreme prime minister netanyahu has done many many things in the past to push back against that extreme but he needs to hear our voice coming from here a little louder than horton heard, heard a hoop but hear that jewish voice that says loudly we stand here together you know in the wedding ceremony, we often read this phrase from Hosea. Verstikli leolam, verstikli betzedek, u'emunah. I betrothed you to me forever. I betrothed you to me in righteousness and in love. And that is our end as one Jewish people. Shabbat shalom.